Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, it's Julie Gould, and this is Working Scientist, a Nature Careers podcast. Welcome to this series on the podcast, all about leadership. Each episode in this series explored leadership from a different perspective. We'll hear from academic leaders, research institute leaders, industry leaders, young leaders, as well as someone who studies leadership and what it really means. I try to find out what these people think leadership is, how they got to these positions that they're in, where they learnt their skills and what they think of the scientific leadership we have today. Leadership in science isn't only something that happens in academia and leaders in industry-based scientific endeavours are equally important. In this episode, I speak with Hagen Zimmer, who's the managing director of Trumpf Laser GmbH in Schramberg, Germany. I met Hagen at the Humboldt meets Leibniz meeting in June 2022, which focused on careers in optics and photonics. In our conversation, we talk about how Hagen became interested in science and how that interest ultimately led him to take on the leadership position that he holds now. And we also discuss some of the characteristics that make a good leader and how leadership is much like being the main character in a theatre play. Now, normally I start these episodes by asking the main question of the show, what is leadership? But actually, in reality, behind the scenes, what I do is I ask my guests to introduce themselves to me first. And on this occasion, I'm going to include Hagen's introduction. So I'm going to let him introduce himself to you. All, All right, right. let's okay. get things started. Yes, before I ask you uh, any questions about leadership, can you just tell me who you are? Who am I? Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm an... Uh, scientific, deeply scientific interested person all my life, since I was a kid, I would say. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm not talking too much about the job, right? So I'm, I'm crazy about things I don't understand, right? Uh, in general, whether it's in science or anything else, everything which I don't understand makes me crazy. I want to understand. Unfortunately, there's too many things out there today which I don't understand. But uh, diving deep and getting to the core of understanding gives me a deep satisfaction. I was going more for name and affiliation and, and oh, where you work, but this is great. 
sorry. I'm already <laughs> look. I'm already connecting to the last session. So so here we start again. So yeah, my name is <clears throat> Hagen Zimmer. I'm 49 years old. I'm a dad of three kids living in in the s southern part of Germany in the Black Forest. And uh, I'm the managing director of uh, Trumpf Laser. So basically in Trumpf, which is a large globally operating company for machine tools, laser processing machine tools and lasers uh, themselves. And I'm responsible for all kinds of uh, solid state lasers uh, um, in, in this company. Okay. So now <laughs> let's go back to your deep scientific curiosity. Yeah. Um, how, did you, how did you get into you know, becoming a scientist and, and, and following that path of trying to learn learn more about the world. <clears throat> When I was a kid, I wanted to become an astronaut, like a, a young boy here. So, so the stars, the sky, the rockets. Look, I grew up. I'm, I'm born in 1973, four years after moon landing. So when I was born and six years old, yeah, the moon landing was 10 years away. So, but still in, 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 in the people's mind, yeah. And, and, and this is how I was raised. It was a cold war, if you go back to these times, heavily driven by, by, by the race into outer space. And this somehow caught I caught fire on topics like that, yeah. And and the much I was occupying myself to understand how rockets work. So my my, my parents were giving me textbooks and, and and educating it a little bit on that. But best, not, best Christmas presents ever, right? Best textbook. Christmas ever. I had all this Lego stuff, yeah, uh, uh, Lego for outer space and and so on. And that was always part of mine, yeah, since a kid, yeah. Uh, but very vague, yeah. Then I started at some point when I grew up. To the age of 12, I started doing experiments in, in the basement of our house. Yeah, so your parents, yeah, uh, your parents must have been thrilled. They were thrilled. My mother <laughs> was really annoyed by what was going on because it was not only me. I had a cool buddy, yeah, my, my friend. We are still friends today. He also studied physics later on, complete different matter than I. So we started building rockets in our home, right? So from from uh, from spices you could buy into the shop and sugar, right? So so and and one rocket at some point exploded in our basement. <laughs> oh, stuff like I don't know, not going into details. Yeah, but but I was driven then then by these stuff. Obviously, by by doing something with your hands, you can do exciting stuff. Sometimes a little bit ex uh, difficult and dangerous uh, stuff, maybe. Yeah, but. <clears throat> That's what we did, yeah. And over time, I would say uh, the the enthusiasm uh, uh, grew, because in the end, I saw here here by 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 let's say a, a quantum mechanical concept. If you put some mechanics, optics around it, by a sudden you have a device, a tool which can bring benefits to society. And so that is what you have been spending the next part of your life doing. You've been all working. life until today the decision-making point at that time in 2005 my wife was pregnant yeah must also admit there was a, a private uh, a component involved yeah that I decided going maybe into the safe harbor direction into industry yeah, because academics it's not so clear whether it really turns out to to become a prof to get a professorship at, at some later stage or not yeah so that were the reasons going into that direction okay so now you spent considerable years working with uh, Trumpf lasers. Yes. You have worked your way through the, the R&D department, your fundamental research, right. and you spent many years doing that, and you now uh, as a managing director. So it's a, v a very different uh, 
working style, working environment yes. between research and management. Yes. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about why you've moved away from the research into management and, yes. and what sort of skills you've learned in, in both places? Yes. So basically, uh, maybe going back to research first in Trump, I uh, was going with the technology development from, uh, from one technology to the next technology in lasers and so on and so on. And, and over time, my responsibility grew. Yeah, so not only the scope of research and the bandwidth. And at some point I came uh, to the decision making, do I want to execute project, research project after research project, or would I like to take over a larger responsibility to for an entire site? And I found this quite attractive because at some point, even as an R&D leader in, in a company, you're coming to the point where you would like to influence the strategy of the company and not just execute that what the company is looking for, but really influence and decide where the company will go for. And obviously, uh, other people were, were needed really to bring me in this position, yeah, uh, to, 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 make, uh, uh, to get into the position for decision making. So what sort of people? I mean, are you talking about mentors or teachers or yes. you know, people you looked up to? Yes, I had mentors in the company uh, who were very closely looking at me. Who, Well, in the aftermath, it's always clear to know. Uh, at that point in time, uh, I didn't know that, who was really looking. But, but who giving me advices, go in this direction or go in that direction? Uh, and, and at some point, of course, it came as a surprise. Uh, I was offered then the managing director uh, position in the United States for our semiconductor factory. I must admit, sometimes this also depends on, on luck and opportunities because the former managing director was, was, was allocated to another site, so there was an empty vacancy uh, which I could fill. And the question is, who could fill it? It must be someone who understands uh, uh, the subject, so to say, uh, the science or the technology. should be also someone who has skills in leadership, who understands people management, and, and that's what I learned over time. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that you, you know, when you were looking forward and you, you thought about the fact that you know, if taking a leadership position meant sort of influencing and strategizing and you know, be looking at bigger picture type of things, why did that sound attractive to you? Well, it's, it comes back to that what drives me. Yeah? In the end, I want to create products now in our co company which matter, which make the difference. I don't, I'm not so much interested in building products which everyone could build, where you only separate or, or differentiate yourself by the price because you can make it cheaper. This is always an ingredient in our, uh, in our product developments, for sure. But to build a laser uh, or to build technology, in general speaking, which all the other people cannot do, to undertake challenges with high risks involved where everybody in, in industry would say well we don't touch this topic it's too early on we don't do that this is a challenge I would like to take if it's clear if that if you succeed yeah what then the opportunity uh, uh, for the society might many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
be. You mentioned earlier that you, you've developed skills along the way that mm. you now use as a leader. So, so what are these skills and, and how did you learn them or from whom did you learn them? Yeah, I think as a leader, you ask for that. What is the most important uh, skill a, a leader needs to have, right? So I would say one thing is you need to listen first. Yeah, You need to listen to the people who you are leading. If you don't know the team or the people around you to which you would like to lead, uh, then you have a severe problem. Yeah, So you need to have some empathy, uh, uh, some strong social skills from my perspective, really to understand what are the fears and concerns of each individual in your group, in your team, um, and, and, and really to get everybody sworn into a mission, what needs to be accomplished. Yeah, And there you need to be authentic. To some degree, you can learn that, right? But you cannot fake. People have a very, very good feeling for, uh, let's say, is, is, is that what this leader in front of us is telling us? Is it fake or is it just driven by monetary uh, purposes or, or goals? Or, or, or is he really standing up for something special? That, I think, is what, where, you, where you really uh, need to be authentic. Second thing, or maybe first or equally with the first, is you need to give direction. If you want to lead, you need to go where to go. Yeah. If you don't know where to go, you cannot lead. Then you are ending up ending up in a random random walk problem. Yeah. Then you're sending your team back and forth, criss and cross, and by uh, by by a sudden your team will not follow, will not execute that what you're doing. Right. But don't think about leadership like someone is telling the path and the goal. Uh, so so typically what we do today is we develop these strategies together as a team. Yeah. So very early on, I bring people in share their th- uh, make them sharing their thoughts that, that they are part of the story of the journey to 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 define our goals yeah it's not that that goals are defined top down and and here you have them and, and off we go and you need to just deliver this is not how we do that and, the, and 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 uh, and i think this is in the skill of a leadership you need to get in such a process where you start defining a strategy goals give directions you need to bring people together to to connect you need to have a fine feeling for which people can work together, which can't work together, how can you negotiate between certain parties, opinions to really make it happen. So where did you learn all of this? Because you know, you, you say you say all of this, you know, with, with experience, but when you started on this path towards towards becoming a leader, you know, at the company, I imagine you did not know all of this. So do you do you study up, do you read about leadership or do you do you watch people that you are that you you know that you that you think are doing a great job? Very good question. Very good question. Of course, you you don't have this all inside you. Some certain things you have inside you. I think like uh, s- social skills, empathy. I, I I deeply believe you cannot learn empathy. Either you have it by by your so, uh, by, by by how you were grown and raised, or you don't have it. Um, but uh, there are certain things you need to learn. And I did a lot of failures as early uh, when I when I joined the company. Very stubborn. I said this is where how we need to do it. Either we do it my way or. We we don't do it and then I was surprised that the team was sometimes not responding uh, and so on and so on so um, what's very important in, in such kind uh, it's it's uh, it's that you have a mentoring yeah that you get feedback yeah feedback on how you act and how you do it um, uh, but also uh, doing uh, engaging in, in in seminars sometimes yeah I'm not a particular fan of, of a lot of seminars yeah but there are really good seminars about communication uh, skills uh, really understanding first 
what kind of communication type you are, right? What kind of um, empathy are you giving to the people and receiving by a coach some feedback? Uh, uh, are you a person who, are, who is listening on, on, on the subject topic or sending on the subject topic or more relationship-oriented uh, uh, person and so on? But really understanding what kind of communication type you self are, because you cannot really change it, yeah, is very, very helpful to, to understand your role in midst of a discussion of people. So I would say, uh, to answer your question quickly, over time, uh, by success and mis-success, improving, adjusting, learning, getting feedback, I came, and I, I am still not perfect, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm d still doing a lot of mistakes, probably probably every day, yeah? um, uh, but, but this helped me to get into, into, into this role where I am today. What are the joys of being a leader? The joys of being a leader, I can't very clearly tell you, is you can multiply your ideas, your inspiration, your goals by a multifold of people. Yeah. So everything, what if, if you were alone and not in a team, um, uh, you, you, you would need to do it all in sequence by yourself. If, if you, you are uh, basically a leader of a company, if you can define the strategy, you can make all those wishes that what inspires you to become true by a lot of people and regain feedback i must read it's maybe a little bit safer selfish if you see people having joy in the same idea which inspires yourself it's the most fantastic feeling you can have okay so now let's flip the coin over and, and ask what are some of the most challenging things about being a leader um, the, the most challenging things is, is tough decisions, I would say. Yeah, um, if everything runs smoothly, nicely, it's 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 easy. Yeah, uh, in, but but what do you do if you have difficult employees? If if you have employees who simply don't want to be part of the journey you have in mind to deal with them and figure figure pass out of such kind of uh, a difficult situation is difficult uh, another uh, now now in my role today what do you do if for instance economy crashes yeah by a sudden you need to deploy people yeah uh, or, or or need to explain people that that what we have in mind is coming later or or maybe sometimes the strategy goal was also wrong right uh, these are then tough disc uh, decisions where you need to then be open to feedback to the people yeah sometimes you are going into the wrong direction that happens yeah that's difficult uh, difficult from the point of view that you know people people are disappointed like the team yes. is disappointed or also there's a lot of money down the toilet or both. you know what it's both it's both yeah uh, for in industry always money is associated to decision makings uh, if you if you if you flush millions down the toilet because you took a, 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 a poor decision um, then it's a bad thing yeah and and so that's also a lot of pressure which weighs on me yeah but not only on me but also on the team um, so 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 uh, and, and if you see a project which which matters to the company which is a strategic goal is going off in the wrong direction either we underestimated the challenges we had to take or the cost spendings uh, are, are too high or the market has shifted by a sudden which you didn't have on the radar or for instance the geopolitical system is entirely changing these are by a sudden topics which in former times were still of, of concern but far away from your daily decision making these are topics you don't have in your hands sometimes and then you need to flexibly adjust and then again get the team re-involved into the process why do we adjust why do we do it now different as we have just decided it maybe three months ago in a in an all meeting 
So for those researchers who are still in their early careers and making decisions about where they'd like to go, they will at one point be a point where they need to, to take on the role of a leader, whether it's of a small group or a big group or an entire company. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for these younger early career researchers mm-hmm. who, who may one day be leaders? I assume all those those potential leaders we are talking about, that they are smart, they have ideas, they are encouraged to drive something special. The, the one question I would ask them, if they would need to play a role in a theater piece, the main role, would they love to play it on stage? Because it matters. In the end, if you are in the leading position, you cannot hide anymore. Uh, you are you are at some point also alone. Yeah, and uh, you have your team around you, of course. But in the end, a leader decides. Yeah, you cannot hide again uh, behind anyone anymore. And this is what you need to to love. You need to like this. There are situations as a leader where you need to stand up in front of a group. Everybody is watching you spot on, whether it's your employees, whether it's your bosses, whether it's your shareholders or whoever it is. You need to give answers. And the question then is, would you feel comfortable with doing so? Or is that more a job you would dislike? If you dislike, my recommendation would be don't go for a higher leadership position. Okay, Hagen, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank Thank you very much. Hello again, Julie here. So I just wanted to say that I hope you've been enjoying the leadership series here from The Working Scientist and that you might have found something interesting or insightful into what it takes to be a leader in science. But there are many, many other topics that we know would be good for us to cover on this podcast. And we'd actually love to hear from you, our listeners, about what you would like to hear from us on the show. So if you've got a minute, please do leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts and let us know what topics you'd like us to look into. Thanks for listening. I'm Julie Gould. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.